Our text this evening will be read from uh, John chapter 11, verses 17 through 21. That's John 11, 17 through 21. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. An unhurried life, moving or acting without haste or urgency. We live in a, uh, a high-speed world. We frantically move from activity to maybe the next activity. Often we start from the moment we wake up to the time we lay our head down. It can be madness all the time. I remember uh, getting my first computer in the late 1990s. I still remember even paying somebody to come and to set that up. I even was talking to a, a guy today and I remember how big that monitor was and how heavy it was. The screen wasn't so big, but the monitor itself took up my whole desk that I had. At that time, it could take up to 20 minutes for a desktop to boot up. I still remember calling a friend's house and getting a busy signal because they were logged onto the internet. Most people didn't have a separate line or they didn't have Wi-Fi at their house. What was even worse is when somebody would call your house and it would log you off the internet. I also remember years ago looking up stock prices in a newspaper. That would be one day behind. I remember when checking a stock price on the internet, and I still remember it, it was a 15-minute delay, and that seemed pretty good. Now, you can know exactly what the price is within pennies at the time you purchase it. Things were a lot slower then, and things moved a lot slower then. You know, now, if we wait more than a, a few seconds, we can find ourselves getting stressed and causing an intense reaction to our delays. There are studies that show that the state of upset caused by waiting can cause a physiological response in the body like blood pressure, ulcers, and even heart disease. 
We live in a time dominated by fast pace. I even hear people sometimes brag how busy they are. We often like to find ourselves being busy. But you know, slowing down has to become a conscious choice. Slowing down doesn't happen by accident. At times we become so busy, we forget to focus on the things that are truly important in our lives. What can even be worse is we become so busy that we cannot hear the voice of God. We know that God's voice is often a small, still voice. And we can become so busy in the day-to-day life that we can't even hear the voice of God. Some things we may be able to do to help us slow down and to be able to hear that gentle voice of God. I wrote down a few of them here. One was put the cell phone away. Often when we go on a trip, I will take my cell phone and I will think to myself, well, my my kids are with me, my wife is here. I probably don't need this. I realize I'm probably not that important. And really, there's probably nothing going to happen that that is that important that somebody needs to get hold of me right away. Another thing I thought of was spend less time on social media. Often people use that as a time to fill time that they don't, when they actually do have a little bit of extra time. Another thing I thought of was less time on streaming services. People like to watch shows. They often like to watch maybe a whole season, and they don't like to wait. Another one I jotted down was spending less time playing video games. People spend a lot of time playing video games. It's not that these things are bad, but there needs to be a balance. I believe that Satan uses these things to keep us occupied and out of the Word of God. Sometimes we we may feel that we are too busy, and we may feel like we're too busy even to read the Word of God, and Satan knows that. Satan knows the power of God's Word and how it changes us. I believe that he works tirelessly to take the seed of Scripture that's been planted in our heart and tries to remove it. We read in uh, Mark 4, verses 14 and 15, that the sower soweth the Word, and these are they by the wayside, where the words are sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh the word that was sown in their heart. The, the Satan, or the devil, loves to keep us busy. He loves to keep us occupied, that we can take time, that we don't have the time to focus on the things that are truly important in our lives. We see here the raising of Lazarus. In John 11, uh, verse 4, 
We read, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Lazarus, he lived in Bethany with his two sisters, Mary and Martha. The three of them were not only disciples of Jesus or followers of Jesus, but they were also friends of Jesus. The name Lazarus means God is my help. The sisters of Lazarus sent an urgent message to Jesus to come to Bethany. They let Jesus know Lazarus had fallen ill and the sisters reach out asking Jesus to come to Bethany. You know, a simple human need brings Jesus to our side. It is comfortable, comforting knowing that when we have a need, Jesus will always be there. We learn that the story that Jesus waited two days after receiving the message that he heard there before he came to Bethany. John eleven fourteen said, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus finally arrived in Bethany after Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. John eleven twenty one reads, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. These are the words I believe that Martha was probably actually thinking. When you got my message, why didn't you come right away? Because if you did not delay, he would not have died. John 11.32 reads, Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. We also read in John 11.42, And when those had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. We see here that Lazarus arose, came out of the tomb, so everybody could see that Jesus was not late, but he was right on time. To everybody around there, Jesus was late. But he wasn't late. His timing was perfect. You know, we know it is important, even in a fast-paced life, to rest. We even know that God rested. We read in uh, Genesis 2-2, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Rest was first introduced when God rested on the seventh day of creation. We believe that God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. It would make no sense that God needed to rest. However, the verse doesn't say God needed to rest. It simply says he rested. We often only rest when we are worn out and tired. But we need to rest 
before we become worn out and tired. Rest gives us time to acknowledge that God is a central, important part of our life. You know, athletes, they understand this. They understand the importance of rest and recovery. That gives the body time to repair and strengthen itself between workouts. There are two different categories of recovery, short-term and long-term. Example of this, for the ones who may do a little weightlifting, so often uh, people will, on a Monday, they will do chess. People love to work out their chess. They often don't like to do leg day, but nobody would do the same workout every single day. You wouldn't do chest every single day because that would make absolutely no sense. Why? Because your body needs to rest. The muscles need to rest. After breaking down the muscles, you have to allow time for your muscles to recover. So the important part here is we need to rest. Even as Christians, we need to take time in our busy life and find that quiet time of resting. Taking time to rest doesn't actually mean we are lazy. Resting is an investment in our well-being. It is also a source of our energy. There are times we need to show rapid response in case of emergency. So there are times that we need to respond to situations very quickly. An example of this, the Bible gives a really good example of this, of type of urgency. One example is this, is when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah completely, it talks about Lot rush to let his son-in-law know to hurry and to get out. But he thought he was joking. There are things in our life that are urgent matters. One of the things that are probably the most urgent matter, we must be saved. That is something that we need to be urgent on. We know that when we believe that the Lord will return, that's something we don't want to put off the later to get saved. We want to be urgent about that. The problem is we find ourselves in a constant sense of urgency. We can find ourselves stuck there and everything turns into an emergency, but we need to find balance in our life. Jesus gives a good example when he prays on the Mount Olives found in Luke chapter 22. Jesus let his disciples know, pray that ye enter not into temptation. During times of rest, we need to spend time in prayer. It's not just resting, but it's in time of prayer and meditating on the word of God and hearing the voice of God. One thing we always want to remember when we don't feel like God is answering our prayer fast enough, let's remember how Jesus prayed. Luke 22, 41 and 42. And he was withdrawn them about a stone's cast. And he kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, 
remove this cup from me. Nonetheless, this is the important part, not my will, but thine will be done. We want to make sure that when we pray about something, and maybe the Lord doesn't answer it as soon as we want him to or as fast as we want to, we want to make sure that we pray, not my will, but thine be done. In closing tonight, we all have things that we have given to the Lord that are we are waiting for an answer. We often find, I often find myself praying, Lord, open doors and close doors. You know, we can't force a door open that the Lord has already closed. There are things in my own life that I have given to the Lord and still no answer many years later. You know, at times I even find myself getting impatient. I can find myself getting frustrated. And I wonder if the Lord will ever answer my prayer or my requests. But one thing that I have relearned over my, I guess, 45 years of life, it's still better to wait upon the Lord's and the Lord's timing. I real, I have realized that his timing is perfect. When I try to force something or I try to get ahead of God, it never seems to work out the way that God would work it out. You know, it would be nice when waiting on the Lord, it was like Disneyland. Disneyland, they, they have those signs up that tells you how long the wait is from this point. You know, I, I like that because as we're going around, we'll go to one ride and it will say two hours. I've seen two hour waits. And I'll say, well, we're not going to wait two hours, so let's run over to another ride that says maybe only a half hour wait. But we know that God doesn't work that way. We sometimes wait, we put our request in for the Lord, and we have to trust that God is working, and the Lord is working, and we have to realize His timing is perfect. We also read in Psalms 27, 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. It says, Wait, I say, on the Lord. The word wait is used two times in there. The importance of waiting. But it says if we do wait on the Lord, this will strengthen our heart. This will strengthen our relationship with the Lord. So God bless you. We're going to sing 284 and the altars are open.